0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sales Talk. This is Justin Taylor, NetIQ's identity and security guru. And in this episode, we're going to talk about not just what we do for securing people, or those carbon-based life forms that are out there that we're used to talking about when it comes to things like Sentinel and Sentinel Log Manager, as well as all the other IAM products. But now take it a step further and talk about what we can do to actually secure the silicon-based life forms or identities within the business. Um, For example, how are we going to protect the servers themselves? Um, Is that even important? And to get into that topic, we're going to bring in an expert here, uh, Renee Bradshaw. Welcome, Renee. Hi, Justin. So, Renee, what do you do?
1: I'm a product marketing manager for security management products.
0: Yeah, and you know, Renee, as you probably heard right there at the intro, we do a lot of stuff with how to monitor and how to secure the people. Um, Sentinel monitors obviously everything that's happening with the user, where they've been, what they've been doing. Uh, We get all the logs. Um, Change Guardian can give us some information about how those files are being accessed and what's actually happening at a lower level um, on the machine that Sentinel can get to. But how do we get to this point where we actually start to deal with security? Is this even a space with how to secure the servers themselves and make sure that they actually are secure? How do we monitor that type of thing?
1: Well, what what we do is 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 we have solutions that, like you said, we monitor we monitor what the users are doing with Sentinel and Change Guardian. But we believe that there's another best practice is to actually monitor what this what's going on with the systems. You know, we, we talk about systems and users. So in terms of systems, we we need to make sure or or, or the organization should make sure that their systems are hardened so that in in, in doing so, they reduce the um, level of information security risk that the data on those systems are um, exposed to. So it's a way of managing information security risk by making sure that critical systems and organizations' infrastructures are hardened. And by hardened, what I mean, because I'm anticipating that may be your next question, is is that the systems have specific security controls that are that have been mapped onto them, that that, that they are actually configured against, and those security controls uh, come from many places. But there are there are multiple industry mandates and and, and regulations and best practices that that are put forth by by industry um, industries and the different types of organizations to help you have more secure systems. So um, that's basically um, what we like to say about having your systems hardened.
0: So you mentioned mandates and regulations. Uh, Maybe give me an example of one, or give the audience an example here, of a mandate or a regulation that somebody would have to be concerned when it comes to hardening their systems.
1: The most prescriptive one and the one that most customers that we talk to uh, tell us about is the one that is called the PCI DSS or the Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard. It's highly prescriptive, meaning that it's it's very specific about the type of monitoring that you have to do. Um, it'll it'll tell you how often you have to do the monitoring. It, for example, it'll tell you you know what type of processes you have to follow in order to have strong passwords. So that's an example of of a um, mandate that most customers or a lot of customers, especially the ones in retail because it does deal with um, payment card, have to be um, have to be able to meet.
0: So give me an idea then about what a person would have to do if they didn't have any type of software. obviously we're we're into this topic because we have a piece of software that helps with this. But before we even get into that, because that'll be in another sales talk, give me an idea about what a person's life would be like if they did not have anything to have to manage this hardening. What would they have to do?
1: Okay. Well, you have to think about, you know, what this security professional's environment is like and what they're, you know, thinking about their daily life. I mean, it's a very complex and evolving regulatory environment. There's a lot of mandates out there. And the reason that is, is because there are so many breaches. You know, when, when when the industry and regulatory agencies see breaches occurring, that's one way they react, by by having more or more prescriptive mandates and by, by you know, putting forth more fines for, for not achieving compliance with those regulations. So the, the security professional faced with that type of environment, and that's a very constant pain that he has. So he's got that, and he looks at his infrastructure and he sees, okay, I need to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to harden my system. So what does he do? So typically, without a solution that that we might have to offer him, he would be faced with having to go out to every regulatory body that there is. And believe me, there's hundreds. Then he'd have to get security best practices. And then somehow he would have to get those regulations and best practices and map them across all of his entire IT infrastructure, across all of the, the heterogeneous platforms servers applications he'd have to figure out a way to map those and then assess each of those specific devices and well excuse me systems to that 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 combined policy and that's just a a huge undertaking and it wouldn't require one because you know i've been speaking about a him or her it would require staffs of subject matter experts so that that's that's a real pain and um but it's something that's necessary because as I said before, without having those hardened systems that had that, that have been you know, had those controls mapped to them, then you're putting yourself at, at real risk of having systems that can be breached.
0: You know, you, you bring something up here about the regulations. I know on the user side of things, which a lot of our um, salespeople are familiar with and our customers are. Um, we know that regulations are constantly changing. We talk about the complexity of enterprises. I'm imagining then that there is a problem when it comes to the fact that uh, things are going to change and there's going to be complexity. Um, is that a real pain here as as things maybe drift um, off or, you know, over time things are going to uh, change on these systems? Is, is that a big pain for these companies?
1: Yeah, Yes, Justin, that's a very, very good point that you bring up because there are more, first point, there are more regulations that are coming out or they'll be updated, and it's difficult for the subject matter expert to keep up with that. But more than that, the the other real pain that they face is that configurations on these systems will drift. They will, They will drift, and they will drift to where they're out of policy and out of compliance. So... An ideal solution would be one that's able to assess when these systems are out of compliance and can alert the subject matter experts, the security team, that this is occurring so that they can take immediate action to address when these systems are out of configuration.
0: You know, it's funny. It actually sounds a lot like access governance just for servers uh, as we start to talk about it. Uh, I'm imagining then that uh, these individuals probably, if they didn't have it, are using something like a spreadsheet like a person would if they were trying to certify access for a user.
1: Right. You're you're right. It would be a very, very manual process that have a spreadsheet that, you know, um, we've even heard of, 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 customers having clipboards and, and having to walk manually to each server and trying to assess the state of configuration, whether it's, whether it's mapping properly to specific security control. So you're, you're correct. It would be a very big undertaking. And because it would be so manual, there would be a lot of, of opportunity for human error. So that's how come, you know, the ideal solution, again, is to have something that, that um, does this assessment, you know, are, are my systems... Configured correctly to the latest regulations and best practices that that my organization cares about, and are they drifting? Because and have they drifted? Because I want to be able to take immediate action, and, and to a, to you know a, address that. And once you can do that, then and make sure that ensure that your systems are hardened, then you can significantly reduce the um, risk of breach or compliance gap.
0: Well, you know, this sounds like a really interesting topic, and we're going to dive into this some more in some future sales talks. But, Renee, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today.
1: No problem, Justin. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, to all of you who are listening, I hope that you learned a couple things. One, just what system hardening is really about and also, did you catch the pains for it um, about how it's so difficult to map the controls to the various systems, um, the manual process that would be involved with in that, and then how do they deal with the drift that's going to occur over time? Ultimately, ultimately, what they're trying to get to, obviously, is how we manage the risk to these different servers um, and their configurations. And so to help with that in our next episode, we're going to be talking to another expert, uh, Mike Colson, who's the product manager for um, NetIQ's solution for that. So until then, we thank you all for listening, and we wish you successful selling.